Warm welcome. She is our pastor, senior pastor Aaron's wife, and she is half of him. So half of Aaron is here. So and maybe a little bit more than half. Maybe a little bit, almost two-thirds, but we're so happy to have Nicole here and what her and Aaron means to this church. Me and Amy did a small video last week and just appreciate what you and Aaron have done. Visionaries, true visionaries. And uh, what my dad had done with digging the well of this church and finding the wellspring, Aaron and Nicole have kept it fresh. And they not only kept it fresh, but strategically planned because that well will never run dry of how to disperse that water amongst, not just in here, but outside. And I truly feel that, and I want to support you guys. But it's just that that well that we don't have to keep redigging, but we can't keep it for ourselves. And I just appreciate what you and Aaron have done in that realm. But, okay, this is funny. I I so badly when Matt was talking about the creature with all the eyeballs. Yeah. I wanted to like throw this at him because I. <laughs> I really just felt like last Sunday was so amazing. Um, if you were here, Aaron did talk. Can I just can I turn down just like a little bit? Um, Aaron did talk to us about you know the wonder and the awe of God, and it was so powerful. And we talked about it when we got home. It was like we felt like it was just like just so saturating and just so received. And um, so he left and went hunting. And I was just sitting outside knowing that I was going to be speaking today, and I'm just like, you know, sometimes. I mean, I just want God to just tell him, what do you want me to talk about, you know, because I just want it to be good. But, because um, I'm kind of a perfectionist, but I just really felt just pressed that God wasn't done with that message. And not that, I, I didn't tell Aaron all week what I was going to speak on, he kept asking me, I just ignored him. And uh, just now, during worship, I finally told him like a little bit of what I was talking about, and he's like, also, if you don't think that last week I did a good enough job, and you need to change it. It's not that. I think it's just an extension of, and I just think, I feel like God is supposed to take us deeper in that. And so we just, we, we, he tackled just the wonder and the awe of God. And so I'm just sitting there, he left after we ate lunch and stuff last week, and um, he went hunting or whatever. I was just sitting out on the porch, and I was just like, God just, just started giving me more and more about the awe and the wonder of him. And when Scott Thompson was here, we sat in a meeting, we had met with some of our, our like our worship team and stuff, and one thing he said, I just just keeps coming to my mind, and just keeps going over and over, and I just I want to capture it. I want to capture what he what he said, and um, is he said he was talking specifically about worship, but I mean I believe this can apply to all days of our lives and everything that we do. But he said, you know, in worship, it's like the awe of God should just ride the song or ride in the worship. You know what I mean? And so it's like when we're singing. Um, just going with this in this aspect of it, but when we're singing and when we're worshiping, it's like, do we really capture like who we're singing to? Do we really capture like the the God that we're singing to? You know, and and just like a lot of thoughts that just start stirring up in me is like, you know, we we talk a lot about how he's a good dad, and he's a good father, and I know Ian talked about this last week, but I just I feel like just reiterating a little bit that he is so good and he is so loving. But he's also, he's also a God to fear. Yeah. Not, I'm not talking in a bad way. I'm talking, we fear him because of the awe of him. Yeah. And, and just like Matt was saying, like, I, just, I like visuals. For those of you who don't know me that well, I'm technically I'm an elementary teacher. And so I read stories, and we're going to watch a movie, and I have a visual. But the, I found this like several years ago around 
fall time. I think it's supposed to be like a creepy thing, you know, because of Halloween. But I was like, I'm taking this and using this for good. This is like the creatures in heaven with eyes, eyeballs all around them. And so we, I just love having that for my kids because it's like no matter what, when the creatures turn and look at him, this, it's like boom, they were seeing something new. Boom, they hit the floor. And Scott was saying this to us and it just really resonated in me because I'm just like, how often do I take for granted the things I'm seeing here in the natural that should make me hit the floor because of the awe of like, oh my goodness, you know? The sunsets, the rainbows, all these things. We've been having like crazy rainbows around here the past couple weeks. And it's like the double rainbow. And these things, it's like, what is it? I guess where I'm going is, what is it? I want to know, what is it that's, that's preventing us from breaking through to just that awe all the time? You know? And so I just want to go there, but I'll start with the video. Um, I forgot to give it to Andre, but he has it now. So this is just something to get your mind thinking. God has made the universe so vast. The energy that we have on Earth is only one billionth of the amount of energy that's coming from the sun. Everybody has been struck by the awesome beauty of lightning and storm and, and, and the smell of the fresh air. These tiny little birds have a metabolic rate that just is almost unimaginable. When the monarch butterfly changes from a caterpillar to a chrysalis to a butterfly, there are two completely different designs here. Seeds are masterpieces of micro-miniaturization. As you look at DNA, it actually cries out. In the beginning, God created the universe. maybe the ocean but you know we see that stuff all the time it's like that is crazy you know we should be hitting our faces every time because it's like god you know and so i just i just today i just want to stir up in us you know i want i want to pave a way for us just to um just get to that place and just be in awe and in wonder of him and to see things daily because i think it can go both ways we can see things daily because obviously we have life and we take our kids to school and we go to work and we do these things and I want us to I want us to become a house that sees those things and appreciates those things and it takes us to a deep encounter with him as well as when we're in church and we have these crazy Jesus encounters here in our closets at home or wherever our private time is with God you know and so it can go it's such a, a huge you know thing that it covers as to how we can just be captivated by in awe of him and so what I want to do is just, I have several, several scriptures, but um, a couple weeks ago, I just, I got the, the scripture that, you know, a lot of us have heard, the one in Psalms 37, 4, and it says, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart, okay, so it's like, well, it kind of like 
I stopped because I was like, well, what is it, like, what is delight? Like, what does that mean, take delight in the Lord? So I looked it up, and it just, like, it really got me. It says, delight means to captivate. So be captivated in the Lord. Or entrance. So we're entranced by Him. Wallow in and gratify. And so it's like, I want to be captivated by Him. What does that look like, you know? And I want, I want all those things in Him. So not just so that He gives me the desires of my heart, but that's what comes when you're captivated by Him because then your heart aligns with His and the things you want are the things He wants and it just flows. But, you know, and so, and so I found, it started with that verse and then I found a couple other verses. Well, actually just the one, but I have two versions of it. And it says, One thing, and this is Psalms 27, 4, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. And in the NLT it says, uh, To live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. And so I just believe that like he's just staring at us, staring at us in this place of just being captivated by him. Yes. You know? And it's like, just, could the enemy, potentially he's walking around trying to shelter our eyes and shield us to the things that are so easily right there in front of us that can captivate us. Because if he can do that, then we can't be captivated and, it, and it's so hard for us to go deeper and deeper and deeper because we're missing out on the awe of him. So... Um, I just have and just some notes and things. It's like, catch his gaze. You know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Like, catch his gaze. How, how do we do that? And why is it so hard? Just being honest, sometimes it's hard for me. Like, my heart is, God, I, I just want to ca- catch your gaze. I want to see your eyes. I want to see your face. And I just want to do that. It's my desire. But then, next thing I know, I'm like way over here. And I've missed it. You know? And, and so, I just want to tackle some of those things. And, and, but really encourage you. And really give you vision because when you have a vision for something, then it, it motivates you to press in. You know what I mean? So I just want to reveal some scriptures and things that, that can help you to press in. So, okay, so here's the eyeball toy. But in Revelation 4 and 6, the second half of it is really what I want to focus on, uh, 6. It says, in the center, because really what I want you to do is like, you know, this is the vision. This is the vision that, that was it John? that John had at the end in Revelation, okay? So he has this vision of heaven, basically. And um, actually, Sylvia, if you're Facebook friends with her, I don't know where she's at, but she posted this amazing picture today on Facebook. I was like, oh my gosh. It was like something else I was supposed to get Andre and I forgot, but it was a rainbow, and it was exactly this. It was basically the lion, and it just had all these pictures and everything. Um, and so it says, in the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in the front and in the back. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. And day and night, they never stopped saying, just like Matt was saying this morning, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And that continued into verse 8. So I kind of skipped around a little bit there. But, you know, I just, in heaven, they're doing it because they're seeing something in him that makes them hit the ground. Like, they just can't stop saying it. You know, and so I, I might, I'm probably going to repeat myself on a lot of this, but I just, I'm trying, I think I'm speaking to like a spiritual atmosphere too, because like, I want to crack through some of the stuff that's preventing us from seeing it. What, I mean, I feel like our heart wants to see him and we, we honor him and we know God and everything, but it's just, there's so much more to the awe of God, you know, because 
I guess they look like, like, a, like this. If in heaven, they see him, and they can't stop saying, holy, holy, holy. Well, what's the difference here? You know? Cause, just because we're not right there in heaven, but we, there's still stuff all around us. Like, the fact that Dustin painted a lion today, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? It's like, he is a lion. And so, all right. So, as I'm taking the notes, I'm thinking, okay, so what do they see in heaven that we are not seeing? Okay, so obviously, yeah, they're seeing, like, they have all these eyeballs and everything. But what are, the, what are we not seeing? And so, John 1.14, it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, Jesus, when we see Him, we're seeing what they're seeing. You know, and He came here. And that's, what, and that's what the people saw, and that's what we see. We have these encounters in worship today. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing it here. So it's not that we're not seeing it. It's, it's here. We're just, we're just we're not realizing that we're seeing it. In Hebrews 11, 27, it says, By faith... Well, I, I read the whole chapter of uh, Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, you know? And all those stories and everything. But the one that I picked out was, By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. And this was Moses. He persevered because... He, because he saw him who is invisible. Oh my goodness. Right? So not only is it just giving us the awe of him, but it's, it's allowing us to persevere in times, in trials, in tough situations, in health problems, in fatigue, and pain, and whatever, helps us to persevere because we see him, and we feel him, and we know him who is invisible. I love that. That is so encouraging to me. I don't have to be up in heaven on the throne with eyeballs everywhere and hit the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, because we know and we see him and we have faith that for things hoped for, even though we don't see it. In Psalm 105, 4, it says, Look to the Lord and seek his, or, and his strength. Seek his face always. You know? And I just think, I just feel like, you know, it's just we're, we're just... I think God just wanted us to get to a place where it's everything else is to the side and we're just seeking Him. Like, I don't care. You know, I'm just coming here. I just want to be here with you. Yeah. You know, not even just here, but just anywhere. Like, I mean, I have my fair share of issues and this past week was not good. It was not a good week. It started out actually really crappy. <laughs> First time in a long time I've, I felt like I just... I had to reach out to several people and just help like, get my arms and pull me out of a pit, you know? But um, even in that, if, if I can persevere to what is invisible, I can make it through, you know? And, and so I just feel like that's really where God's taking us because we can't, I don't believe that we could move to the next level in Him or we can go to the next place that He's called us to or we can reach the fulfillment of the purpose and call in our life without getting to the understanding of the awe, of fathoming, like, the wonder. I love that song. Like, and sometimes I just wish I could go back and just be like a little kid and not worry about all the junk in life because they can, my kids will draw, Olivia drew this picture of God. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about it. I should have had this one put up, but was so good and it was detailed and it just had a lot of things on it but I'm just like I, if I were to try to draw that it, you know what it would look like probably the picture that I saw as a kid like in Sunday school with you know God Jesus very 
You know what I mean? And so it's like, I just feel like God just wants to take us back to where we can be like a child and, and, and learn how to, you know, maneuver through the things of life, but keep the, the awe and the wonder of Him. And so I just feel like that's just really where He's taking us. It's just worship, man, which is so good. Um, okay. Now this morning, if you guys read the, the uh, one-year Bible, for those of you who do that, there's a great scripture on there that went along perfect with this, so I plugged it in. It's Philippians 4.8. And um, I guess for me, one of the big things that I struggle with, like I kind of I start thinking about life's message, you know, with the frogs, and I love that. And uh, he was just saying that the frogs of life that prevent us from, you know, whatever God's called us for and these types of things. But um, for me, I have, like, a wondering mind. And so when we were singing that wonder song, it, it was like, I so badly, I just want to, like, just be in awe and wonder, you know. But then it was like God revealed to me that, for me, I struggle with the wandering mind, like W-A-N-D-E-R. Like, it wanders. Like, my mind just like, and then over here. <laughs> and, and so today I want to pray. I want to pray. And I believe that there's probably a lot of us because of the busyness of life and things that have minds that wander, wander. And so it was just like God revealed to me, we're just going to take back that wander and turn it to the wonder of him. And so it goes right along with Philippians 4. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I know that there's things that can fall into that category, but as I was reading, I was just like, that's God. Period. Think about God. Just think about God. All those things, that's God. Just think about God. Because when you're thinking about Him and He's on your mind, you know, everything you look at, you can see God in. So if I'm, I'm looking at James... And I'm looking at James, I'm seeing, oh man, you know, like I see God in him, especially when he's ripping it up on the drums today. It's just, you know, God is just, so if we think about all those things, and I start to read that, I'm like, okay, that's overwhelming. I'm like, okay, so I'm true. So like, let me think about church today. Was it true? Yes. Was it no? No, just think about God. <laughs> I know, you know, it's just easy. Think about God. Okay, and then there's a, a different version that I read. I'll read it to you. It says, um, for, for the rest, brethren, whatever is true, worthy of reverence, and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, pure, lovely, lovable, kind, and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. How many of you have heard the, um, is it King, for King and Country? It's like, fix my eyes. Oh, oh. You guys know that song? I love that song. Can we sing that here sometimes? I just love it. It is so fun, but it is so true. And it is such a declaration. And that's it. If we just fix our eyes on him. I mean, I want this painting. I'm probably going to encourage Dustin. Because I just want to stare at it, you know? I just want to fix my eyes on him. And, um, and so that, that verse is just so good. Fix your mind's eyes on them. Okay. So what or why do we take our gaze off of him? And you know, how do we take for granted the wonders of the Lord? And so, um, I'm not talking very long today, but I just feel like we're going to just have a really great encounter with him. But the first thing I want to do is just talk a little bit about like, like the frogs of life. And it's just, it's just obvious stuff, you know? And the first thing, like I said, was the wandering mind. And not just in church or during worship or anything, but just 
You know, even when you're driving to work and your mind's just going 100 miles a minute, or when I wake up, like, I'm always, I'm always like, okay, I, I want to get my to-do list done before the kids wake up because I didn't have my to-do list. You know, it's just, I don't want that anymore. I just want to wake up and wonder an awe of him. And so that's one thing I believe. It's just like something in our life that, um, to, to take our gaze off of him, you know? And then another thing I have down that I have really felt strong just through the week is our health, you know? And um, so, like, not maybe, like, you know, an actual sickness or even a terminal thing, but even just pain. And so for me, that's a big deal because it's just been a long road with this pregnancy. I've just been so much stinking pain. And uh, it's just, I can just look back and I'm just, I feel, we'll talk about this too, but like, I just feel like I need to be repentant because it's like, I feel like my gaze has been fixed on my pain and how miserable I've been. And it's just like, you know, that's not my heart. That's not my heart to focus on that, you know? Or this week, how crappy of situations I went through, you know? It's not, I know it's none of ours. That's not what we want to focus on, but something in us just does. And so we're going to pray. We're going to pray for, the, for some of these things. But back to health, you know, even if it's like a family member or someone else, you know, that a grandchild or a relative or something that's got a health issue that just really just, that just takes all of our, you know, our gaze basically, and puts it on that. Um, and how many of you know that when you fix your eyes and fix your gaze on him, all the other stuff, it just, like, maybe not goes away, but it just, it's like, it feels, like, doable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It feels conquerable, you know? And it builds your faith, and it builds that in you to persevere for the things that are invisible because of, because you've seen the thing that's in invisible, okay? Um, other things I put on here were like frustrations, personal hurts, job, family, kids, obviously, finances. And then the last one I have on here, but I was getting ready to move it to the top um, when worship got really thick. And then I just, um, but that was discouragement. I just feel like discouragement is such a big deal. And it's just like, all it takes is one thing of discouragement and then everything else just becomes discouraging. You look around and the next thing's discouraging. And it was like, that's kind of where Aaron and I were at at the beginning of the week. It was like, problem, issue, attack, attack, attack. And it was like, the first thing would have been fine, you know? But then it was like, that did, I didn't feel like that got resolved. And so then, then the second thing was like, okay, we can handle, you know? But then it was like, boom, boom, boom. And it was like, it felt like nothing was getting resolved. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like when problems pile up. And it just feels like you're just, and then it's just over, you know? But, so discouragement is another thing, because it was very hard, like when you get to that place, of thickness of discouragement, it's so hard to climb out. And so, just keeping our gaze and our fixing our eyes on Him, and and you know what I think? I think if if we can truly capture the awe and the wonder of God, it's not hard to get out of your pit. You know, because it's like, oh, boom, there I am. Right? Isn't that true? So I feel like God just really wants to crack that and get us there so that when we face these things, we just go right back to that place. And people look at us like, they're kind of weird because we've got a real big issue right now. I'm really kind of happy, I don't know. Um, so I have that. But then, you know, the other thing that came to my mind is fear. And that's the other thing I've been struggling with this week. And this is so stupid. But Ebola, or however you say it, I, I just, like, see all these stories on there and I'm just like... You know, and it's just like, 
something else that the enemy wants to try and throw in our face to, to, to cause us to have fear, you know? And so fear is so huge in preventing us from capturing that awe and that wonder of Him. So, okay, so we've identified these issues and these problems, but in Hebrews 12 it says, So, therefore, since we are surrounded, I'm sorry, Hebrews 12, 1, I'm being terrible about helping Andre. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And I love that because he's the pioneer. He's already pioneered through all this junk. You know? And so if we fix our eyes, fix my eyes. Such a love that song. I'm going to go home and listen to it. But we fix our eyes on him. I mean, he's already pioneered through all of it. Right? And so why are we going to try and go do something he already did? It makes no sense. And so, but the enemy would like, like for us to try and think that we have to do it by ourselves. But so, um, I think what I want to do, like I said, I didn't have much, but I just feel like what I want to do is just, um, I want to go after and just pray for some of these specific things, the frogs in our lives. And, um, and then after we do that, so, well, let's just stop there. So what I want you to do is one thing I really felt, so like maybe if there's anybody from our school ministry or anybody who wants to pray for people, just come up. Like the people who can pray or want to pray for people, come up a minute. So school ministry students or you guys or whatever. Um, but I want you to stand. If, if any of these things are like major things, you're like, okay, yes, I definitely need that. Okay, so like the wandering mind. So who, if you if you struggle with the mind, it's just or stand up because we're gonna pray for you. Um, and the other thing that I want us to stand up to get prayer for, because God's gonna break this stuff off, and then we're gonna just encounter Him. It's gonna be amazing. So if you struggle with pain, like it can be a health issue as well, but also like, also like just like continual pain that just nags at you and never goes away. So stand up if that's you. Um, and fear, I'm gonna go after fear. I'm gonna pray for that. Anybody, fear of anything, evil law. I had to pray for myself and kind of had like sozo about it because I was like, oh my god. Okay. Um, and then discouragement or frustration slash personal hurt. Any of those types of things. Like, you know, where you're just really discouraged about a situation or you're frustrated by something. Or a personal hurt. Those really kind of all are separate. But a personal hurt where someone's done something to you or said something to you and you cannot get over it. You just literally cannot get over it. And it could have been 12 years ago. But the fact that you still hold on to it allows you to take on other things, and it's just preventing you from getting to the under the awe and the wonder of God because it's just still there, okay? All right, so anybody who um, is standing, I want you guys, the prayer people here, just go lay your hands on them. And if you're sitting, just pray for the person around you as well. And all we're doing is we're just going to speak to that situation, and we're just going to cancel it out. And I'm going to pray too, just in the atmosphere, because I just feel like we're going to just crack off some things. And, um, and then after that... We're going to play some music or something and just have just a little bit of an encounter time. So, okay? So, God, as soon as you find, let's make sure that everybody has someone. If you're sitting and there's someone around you who's standing, you can pray for them. Just turn around and, and just ask them what they need prayer for. Pray for them. We still have some people that are not getting prayer.
So raise your hand if you still need someone to come and pray for you, because I want to see. Okay. Brett, you want to find somebody? There's several people standing that need prayer. And if you're standing and waiting, just be patient a minute and somebody will, will come to you. But, okay. Yeah, so God, right now, we just um, speak into this atmosphere. We're just declaring right now that all these things, God, are just broken off. Right now, we just release heaven in this place. We just say that heaven come and align with your word, God. That right now, we speak against fear. We say fear has no place in any, any of the minds or the bodies, God. I speak directly to pain, dull, like nagging pain in all the bodies, God, are just removed right now in the name of Jesus. And we just command all the bodies just to align with heaven. Right now, God, I just speak um, also against discouragement. And we say, God, that you make the wrong things right, God. We turn it over to you. We put it in your hands right now. We just release frustration. We release personal hurts. God, abandonment right now. We just release all those things to you, God. Right now, God, we just say that we just open up our spirits and open up ourselves and our hearts so that we can be open to receive an encounter of the goodness and the awe and the wonder and the glory of you, Jesus, that we can fix our eyes on you, God, that the cloud, that the wall, that whatever is in our way of seeing your eyes, God, and fixing on your gaze is removed right now in the name of Jesus. We just release peace and comfort. God, we just release freedom, and we release clarity, God, and vision right now in Jesus' name, and heavenly vision, and earthly vision, and physical vision, God, and natural vision, God, just clarity right now in the name of Jesus.